I want to go to the book of Romans, the 18th chapter, the 8th chapter, starting at the 16th verse, but I'm going to also, I'm going to also go to the book of Romans, the 13th chapter, and about the 11th verse. And I want you to pay attention. I want every one of you in the room to pay attention because we are at the end of time. We are at the end of time and we are dealing with dormancy in Christianity. We're dealing with Christianity being in a lull when we should be active. I don't hear anybody. We are dealing with Christianity being at a lull when we should be active. And that is inclusive of those that are seated in this room as well as those who are watching. I am not talking in generalities. I'm speaking in specificity. I'm speaking specifically to all those that will have an ear to hear. We are in a desperate day. Every day there's something that is heinous taking place. There are deaths there are murders and slayings, citizen against citizen, authorities against citizen. We are dealing with some serious situations where as Jesus said, because iniquity abounds, the love of many shall wax cold. We are in that day. Love is a lost art. We have reconfigured love to meet our lusts and not simply the purity of love. Love has lost its purity in our society. Love has become so distorted that it is absolutely unbelievable the levels that we've sunk to and still call ourselves human. Our humanity has lost its humane aspect. <laughs> Y'all going to sit here. This, this deals directly with us and this is not time to be at a theater. This is not the time to be sitting back and just looking like you're watching your device. This is a message directly to you and you don't have time for crossed legs and folded arms. You've got to get to work. Got to get to work and, and if the Christians are not at their post, then what hope does the world have? We are at a point where we're dealing with life as we have never seen it before in the history of our existence. Right is now wrong and wrong is now right. And if you dare declare that wrong is right, uh, that, that right is wrong, then you are, are canceled. If you, are, if you dare to stand up and declare that right is right and wrong is wrong, you are canceled. You are vilified by the secular and you are mocked by the religious. The digital social media has become something so ferocious that if there is one mistake, it is exposed. There is an expose. Not realizing even the ones that are exposing are just as wicked or more so. Just because they expose us, us doesn't mean that they are exempt from the same thing that we've gone through. But we eat it up. We, we, this, this has become our, our fare, our daily appetite. To find out what's going on and who's done what and who said what and where, you know, all of this stuff. 
And while we're doing this, it lulls us into complacency. While we scour and troll the internet, it lulls us into complacency. While we're trying to find out the hot topic and the tea or whatever it is, we are brought to a point of basics, basic living that is so beneath us. And we are deactivated. We are inactive. I'm talking to you. Yes, I am. Well, who does he think he is? I am the man that God has called to address this today without apology. Without need of anyone's approval, I stand here to declare to you that the church is in a dormant state at the wrong time in history. We are feeding our flesh. We are increasing our appetites that are ungodly. We are trying our best to gain wealth instead of gain the favor of God. We are trying our best to get you know, 12 better ways to a better you. And what have we got to show for it? The streets overrun with people who are hopeless. Society overrun with people who have no positive aspect. What are we dealing with because the church has closed its mouth? It's opened up the gates for mass killings and the likes. Because the church has closed its mouth, it's opened up the gates of hell upon the world and we sit back in our little domiciles, our homes now, because we've been, we've been locked out of our churches because of the pandemic. So now we've locked ourselves in our homes and instead of us using our devices to minister, we use our devices to keep up with what's going on. Help us, Lord. While the earth is saying, where are the sons and daughters of God? While the earth is saying, where are the righteous? Righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. We are living in a place where righteousness has not been seen. Righteousness has taken a back seat. And because righteousness has abdicated its position, sin has taken its place. And we stand culpable. We stand responsible. We have neglected the work of the kingdom that God has birthed us again. We are born again for the work of the kingdom. And instead we want the luxury of it without the responsibility. Are you hearing me? I'm talking to everybody. Everybody. We want the luxury of it without the responsibility. How we live Monday through Saturday is how we really, really are. What we fail to do Monday through Saturday is really who we are. How we fail to come up to the, to the, to the plate on responsibilities is really who we are. The lack of zeal and the lack of witness for Christ is really who we are. The harvest is plenteous. The laborers are few. We labor hard in the house, but put very little effort out there in the everyday marketplace. I'm talking to every one of us. Where are we? Where are we? 
I asked in the, in the prior service, I asked, what are you waiting for? But now my question is, where are you? Where are you? I'll go to the scriptures in a moment. Where are you? Adam! Where are you? It's not that God doesn't know our location. But God wants us to realize, he wants to ask us a question. Do you realize how far you are from where you should be? That was the question that God asked. Not where are you in location in Eden, but do you realize how far you've fallen? It's not that he couldn't find Adam because he was right there with Adam, talking to Adam, asking him the question. The voice of the Lord walked in the cool of the, of the, of the garden. The voice walked because man had fallen so far that God couldn't deal with him face to face because man's fall and sin would have caused the glory of God to consume. So he had to send his voice. And what you're hearing right now is the voice of God asking you the same question. Where are you? In this thing called life, where are you? In this thing called life, how have you fallen so far from your purpose? What happened along the way that you let your guard down and you dumbed down your responsibility? You excused yourself from the purpose and the call of God and took on a substitute that satisfied you and your appetite but did not really fulfill the purpose God called you to. You took on a spiritual substitute and thought because it was spiritual it would be okay. But it's not okay. You must do what God has called you to do based on who he called you to be. I'm talking to you. Can't do it your way can't do it your way. There's a way that seems right unto a man. There's a way that man has adopted, adapted to, created that seems like it's a good thing to do. Because you used your ingenuity and you used your intellect and you used all your thought pattern and process to bring you to a point of, a, of understanding that this is best for me. I'm living in my own truth. But if you live in your own truth, you will die your own death because you don't have any truth. I'll say it again. You don't have any truth. The, everything about man is deceitful. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. There is no truth in us. The only truth that there is, is Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, <laughs> not a way. I am the way the truth and the life and no man can come to the father unless you come through Jesus but we that have come to Jesus have stopped at Jesus and not finished the work of the kingdom while the whole earth is waiting for us 
Paul said it like this in Romans, the 8th chapter, the 16th verse. He said, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. That we are the children of God. Oh, there's nobody moving the scriptures for me. That, that the Spirit bears witness that we are the children of God. And if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God. And if we are heirs of God, we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, if we don't give up and run away from the responsibility, if we go through the suffering of the acceptance of the responsibility, we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time all the things I'm going through ain't worthy to be compared to what I'm about to become. What I'm going through right now is not even close. I'm trying to tell you, I'll pay this price in order to become who I got to become. So I reckon that the present day sufferings, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to what I am metamorphosing into. In my, in my larvae stage, in my caterpillar stage, it's not worthy to be compared to what's going to happen when I come out of my cocoon. I'm about to show forth the glory of God. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present day, these aches, these pains, these things that are going wrongly, these people that are against me, these things that I'm facing, just the trying of my faith and they're not worthy to be compared to what's about to be manifested because of this I don't mind fighting the good fight of faith I don't mind going through hardness like a good soldier because if I suffer with them I'm not suffering to stay in my situation. I'm suffering to go through to get to success. It's called successful suffering. I don't hear anybody here. I'm suffering on my way to success. I'm suffering with a purpose. And the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of all creation, it's waiting for the sons and daughters of God to manifest. It's waiting for us to jump up and shake ourselves off from the dust of the past, to shed ourselves from the, from the dysfunction of yesterday. And to go into the purpose that God called us to. Listen, let me say this to you. Your present situation does not exclude you from the greatness that's to come. Anybody? Anybody? Your present pain does not exclude you from the glory of God that is to, that's on its way in the next season. Your sickness of this present day does not stop you from the healing that's right next door. 
take it from one who knows because this time last year I was so sick with COVID-19 and without a vaccine God I'm about to cry without a vaccine, without a Moderna, without a Pfizer, without a Johnson and Johnson or AstraZeneca. God is greater than a vaccine. And God took his hand, his hand, his nail pierced hand and laid his hand on me and brought me up out of the sickness and brought the sickness out of me. that struggle the enemy thought was enough to kill me for it killed almost 600,000 other Americans killed over a million plus people around the world and it was supposed to take me out and other love, others lost their loved ones. I can't I don't know why he spared me but I know that he spared me for a purpose I know that he's told death to back up because there was a purpose that must be fulfilled. I had to finish becoming who he called me to be in order to do what he called me to do. Do I have anybody in this room? I, I understand that the will of God is greater than the power of man. I understand that the will of God is greater than any sickness. I understand the will of God is greater than death itself. I shall not die. Oh, you got to have faith to say this. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. As I buried so many people and seen others go into eternity, I had to concede that God had a plan. I had to concede that their days had come to its finality and that they fought their good fight and kept the faith and finished their course. But the only reason that I was resilient enough to bounce back is not because I'm more blessed, but it's because my work's not done. I don't hear nobody here. It's because the work of, that God has assigned to my hand is not done. So I had to get a brand new mercy to go along with this day. I had to wake up and get a brand new mercy because the mercy of yesterday expired. And I had to get a brand new I feel like a preacher here and I had to get a brand new mercy. I had to get fresh oil. I had to get fresh bread to meet this day. You don't hear what I'm telling you. Can't live off of yesterday. I've got to live this thing day by day by the grace of God and I will do so according to the will of God. I will fulfill my purpose. Is there anybody here? determined to fulfill your purpose and I gotta end I got five minutes and the Bible said that we've got to realize the day that we live in we have got to be alert and understand that what we're watching is just the fulfillment of the prophetic scripture we're just seeing it happen in real time. Some of us are old enough to remember reading it before it took place. 
And now in this 21st century, the 21st year of the 21st century, we're sitting back and watching everything Jesus said. Finish. It's not starting, it's finish. And the last thing that happened is, is Matthew 24 and 14. And it says, and this gospel, this gospel of uh, the kingdom shall be preached in all of the world. Hallelujah. As a witness to every nation. Oh, that word, that word nation doesn't mean country. It means people. It means people as a witness to every nation, as a witness to all people, and then the end shall come. The Bible said nation shall rise up against nation. It simply means people shall rise up against people or ethnicity shall rise up against ethnicity. Y'all not hearing me. The Greek word for nation in the book of Matthew 24 is the word ethnos. It's where we get our word ethnicity. So it says nation, ethnos shall rise up against ethnos. That means nation or ethnicity against ethnicity. We're watching it come to pass. And we've been watching it for decades. But the truth of the matter is this must come to play. Because Jesus is on his way back. Kingdom. That's country. Shall rise up against kingdom. You better hear me, he said, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. You'll see earthquakes in diverse places. You'll see pandemics. You'll see, I don't hear anybody here. You'll see pandemics hit. All of these things were prophesied, and all of these things have taken place. And then the last thing he said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness to every nation. That's what these cameras are all about. That's what these satellites are all about. That's what social media is all about. That's what the networks are all about. That's what the broadcasts are all about. It is the field. It is the vehicle to take the gospel of the kingdom around the world. You better know this. He said this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations and then the end. I gotta go. And then the end shall come. We acting like we got time for folly. We're acting like we got time for slowfulness. We're acting like we have time to procrastinate as we have been doing. We act like there's no urgency to the day. Uh, am I talking to you all? You're not, you're not hearing the same message you heard before. You're acting like that there, there, there's literally time. And there is no time. And if you're smart, you'll realize what day you live in. And you will yield yourself to the will of God. Who am I talking to? Paul told the church of Rome, he said in Romans 13, 11, he said, and that knowing the time, 
knowing the time. Stop there before I even go any further. You must pay attention to the time. As the sons of Issachar were, you've got to know the time and the seasons that you're in. God help me, I can't seem to be getting through to people. Are you hearing me? You must know the time that you're in. It is your responsibility. Because you were born for this time, so you have to know the time you were born for. In order to finish your assignment, you got to know what environment you're in. I don't hear anybody. You're called to this day, so you must know what this day is. You're, 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 you're anointed and chosen for this hour, so you must know what hour in history you are in. And we're not paying attention. When, if we were paying attention, we would be fasting and praying. We would be looking for our assignments. We would be sitting under the tutelage of the pastor and the teachers, of the prophets and the apostles, of the evangelists, so that we could do the work of the ministry. We would be students. And we would lead the charge to rescue the perishing and care for the dying. If we knew the time we were in. There are people driving past this building right now that are on their way to eternity. And we are not taking anything into consideration. There are people that we see on a, on a daily basis on our way to work and on our way home and wherever we're going about our daily care to do. And we don't take into consideration that I may have an assignment with them. And we don't sit down and say, God, what should I say? Is there anything to say? Give me what to do. For if we did, God would give you a word. A word for somebody who wasn't even expecting it. Every morning I get up, Marlene, I sit on the edge of my bed and say, now, Lord, what is the assignment of the day? What is your dream for me today? What do you see me doing today? What have you ordained me for today? Show me my task along my way. Because I gotta be, I've got to be alert. I've got to be ready. I don't hear anybody. Oh, y'all not hearing me. I, I'm, I'm already out of time. I'm a minute over time. Paul told the church of Rome that knowing the time, if you knew the time, church, it is high time. In other words, it's about time for you to awaken up out of your sleep. Stop the music. It's driving people to sleep right now. It's high time to wake up out of your sleep. Some of you are asleep, consumed with your daily affairs. Asleep, consumed with the struggles of your family. Asleep, consumed with your finances. Asleep, consumed and bogged down by your health challenges. Asleep, consumed with your emotional upheavals. Asleep, consumed with your confusion. Asleep, and it is high time to wake up out of your sleep, for now is your salvation 
nearer than when you believed. Meaning that each moment brings you closer to the coming of Jesus Christ while you're still sitting somewhere asleep. Each day brings you closer to the return of Christ while you're still trying to fight with God about who you are and what he called you to do. And you giving him excuses why you can't do it, why you haven't done it. Shame on us. Hard time to wake up out of your sleep for now. Is your salvation nearer than when you believe? The night is far spent. The day is at hand. The night is far spent. The next verse says, and the day is at hand. So we've got to take off the works of darkness. This junk we've been playing with. This junk we've been down low playing with. These secret sins that we've been playing with. These secret attachments that we've been holding on to. These secret deeds that we've been doing in the dark. We've got to cast off the works of darkness. I'm trying to talk to you and talk to me at the same time. We've got to cast off the works of darkness. And we've got to put on the armor of light. It means that our life has got to be so brilliant that it sheds light and luminous on every dark place that we go, even in the darkness of our own hearts. Let us put on the armor of light. And let us walk honestly. Time is almost done. Time is almost done. Let us walk honestly as in the daytime, not hiding the things that we do like at nighttime. The reason why it says honestly as in the day is because the sun or the light shines and exposes all deeds. So walk honestly as in the daytime. Not in rioting or raucous living or thug life. Christians with a thug mentality. Yeah, I love Jesus, but you'll catch these hands. That is demonic. It is ungodly. I got to go. My time is up. I'm supposed to be on the road. It is ungodly. It is demonic. It is nothing to brag about and it's nothing to be proud of. We find pride in the craziest things. Not realizing it is a shame to God. He said not in rioting and drunkenness. Christians don't get drunk. Say say what you want to say. These scriptures speak for itself. Christians don't get drunk. Well, I'm just having a little bit because I'm celebrating. We celebrate with Jesus. He's the joy. If you want the spirit, if you want some spirits, try the Holy Spirit. But Christians don't get drunk. I'm talking to you in this room. I'm talking to you that are watching right here. Oh, you now you're being too deep. I'm about to go a little deeper. Stick with me. And I want you to put on your nice little life vest because we're going into some deeper waters. This scripture is not written to sinners. It's written to the saints. 
He says, not in rioting and drunkenness. We ain't sitting at a club. We ain't sitting at a bar. We ain't sitting there sipping on Hennessy. We ain't doing all that rock and all that stuff because we are in the world, but not of the world. Well, Jesus drank wine. You ain't found Jesus sitting at a club nowhere. You ain't found Jesus sitting up with a bunch of wine bippers. You didn't find Jesus in that environment. Stop trying to put Jesus in your sin. He is not in your sin. He's trying to take you out of your sin. Stop trying to include Jesus with your running, with your gang. Try to stop trying to include Jesus with your bunch of hooligan actions and, and mentalities. He's not like that. He's above that. And he calls us above that. I'm going to keep going for just about five more minutes. Put five more minutes on this clock for me. He's above that. You hear what I say? Uh, you, what you're saying I ain't saved? I'm saying that that's what the scripture said. That we are not supposed to be doing this. You got to know the time we live in, y'all. So not in rioting and drunkenness. This one always gets me. This one always gets me in trouble with people. Not in chambering and wantonness. Those, for those of us that are single, and for those of you that are adulterously married, the Bible says, I done took the key off, I'm not preaching right now. The Bible says that we as Christians are not supposed to be going from bedchamber to bedchamber. And if you're not married, you're not even supposed to go to the first bedchamber. Amen. Well, we engaged. I know you engaged in sin. That's what you engaged in. Amen. I'm going old, I'm going old Christian school. The Bible tells you point blank, you can't go to bedchambers. Amen. If you're going to be holy, be holy. And if you want to be sexual, be married. I see some of y'all ain't clapping over on this side. This side. There's a couple of y'all ain't clapping over here too. Y'all need to clap so I don't so, so I don't call you out. I want you to understand. This is written to the, to the Christian. Not in bed chambering and wantonness. Wantonness means excessive lust. Looking at people as they walk by. Oh my God. You need your eyes covered by the blood. Or you need your eye dotted. One of the two. But you need, you need to understand the limitations that go along with Christianity. I know this is going to be on people's blogs. I know. But if we're going to be Christian, let's be Christian because the world is tired of us saying one thing and living another. People are tired of Christians saying one thing and living another. Not in chambering and wantonness. Not in, in cons consistent and incessant fighting, strifes and envying. We in the church envying one another. Well, they, why, why did they, they're the only ones that get, why, why are they doing this? Why don't they, see, look at how they treat them and they overlook me. I don't understand. Oh, only certain people can preach. Only certain people can preach. Yeah, I know, I know, God. 
What word do I write? Only certain people can sing a song. Only certain people can sing a song. Envy in one another. Envy. Yeah, 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 that department. Hello. He thinks you're the only one that would know the word of God. He thinks you're the only one. That... When are we going to grow up? There will always be somebody who can do something better than you. But they can't be better than you. Just because you can do it better than me doesn't mean that you are better than me. I've got enough confidence to be able to applaud you in your accomplishments and still not lose sight of who I am. I don't hear nobody in this room. You may go forward and you may be the president of the United States of America, but that doesn't, mar- that doesn't marginalize me. We don't have time to envy one another. He said, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. I got to stop here. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't put on envy. Don't put on lust. Put on Jesus. Tight. Put on Jesus. Close to you. Put on Jesus. As a covering, put on Jesus. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh. Don't make any provision for the flesh. Because that will only slow you up in your work. It will only slow you up in your purpose. Make no provision for your flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. My brother and sister, listen, Jesus Christ has given us all the time in the world, literally. Literally. He's given us all the time in the world and what are we doing with it what are we doing with it what are we doing with it how many souls are finding out about Jesus through our lives and What are we doing to advance the kingdom of God? And why are we saved just to say we got out of hell? What are we doing? Lord, I am available to you. I got to go. My time's up. My will I give to you. And I'll do what you say, do. Please use me, Lord. To show someone the way. And enable me to say. My storage is empty. And I am available. I got to stop here. To every one of you that are watching, God has commissioned me to stir you up. To every one of you in this room, 
God has commissioned me. Where are you? Where are you? Where? You're missing an action. Where are you? People are waiting on you. God is waiting on you. Where are you? <laughs> My brother and sister, there's a lot of work to be done. I'm going to run off this stage right now and I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Rebecca Weston. She's going to lead you in prayer. I've got to go and deliver an, another message in Philadelphia in the next three hours. <sighs> Seems like the work of the kingdom is never done. I'll be on a plane later on this week to go down and deliver the same type of message in Ormond Beach, Florida. Seems like the work is never done. Social distancing and all. But the Lord has given me to stir the people up to alert them, to let them know our time is almost up here on earth. And you must work the works of him that has sent you. For now it is day. Pray for me as I go. But don't you forget this word. Even if you got to watch it again in order to get it. But God asks the question, where are you? Where are you? The kingdom has need of you. You should, be, you should be animated. You should be asking the question, Pastor, what is it that I can do? How, how can I show up for, for duty? There's a lot of work to be done. Pastor West. Let's thank God for that word this afternoon. I'm going to ask everyone to stand. We've got the commission today. We've got the admonishment today. And it's really so simple. Just as you are, you can come to Jesus. You don't have to worry about cleaning yourself up. He will help you do that. But you have to acknowledge that you need him as your savior. Knowing that you have a purpose and that you are healed by the will of God, and that when you receive him as your personal savior, he will give you the assignment and the love for people to tell other people about how he saved you. Come on, I need some believers in the house today. So if you are here and if you're watching, everyone is praying, bow your head, those that are in the house, those that are in your homes as we are praying. I want you to just think about where you are right now and where you could be. Jesus loves you so much. He brought you that word today. You didn't have to be in the building, but you heard the word. And what he wants you to do is recognize the fact that he loved you so much that he sent that son who willingly came to die for you. There is eternal life in Jesus Christ. Do not leave. Do not start your life or keep your life going without him in your life because he loves you. He loves you so much and every single time he gives you an opportunity to come, take advantage of that opportunity because he's waiting for you. So let's pray. Father, we thank you and we bless your name for the word today. You're asking, where are we? 
We stand where we are right now, God, knowing that you love and you care for us. And so I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would speak to the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls today. Let them know that you have a purpose and a plan for their life. I thank you right now, Lord Jesus, that your invitation to salvation is free. They don't have to do anything except to accept you as their Lord and Savior. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you. Thank you for salvation. Thank you that I'm free. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you have forgiven me of all of my sins. And no matter what I've done, no matter where I am right now, I declare by the grace of God and my faith in you that I am saved. Oh, come on, let's get happy about that. I am saved because you said I am saved. So those of you that said that word and prayed that prayer today, on our screen is simply words, I pray that prayer. Make sure you put that in your comments and that's all we need. And we promise you that we will pray for you, that we will keep in contact with you and let you know what your next steps will be because there's more and there's greater waiting for you. Come on, let's give them a praise in the house. Come on, Zion, let's give them a praise. Through your mask, we got the souls. Now we don't know it and we can't see it, but the scripture says when one soul, just one soul, when one soul comes to know him, that all heaven is rejoicing. What are we gonna do here on earth? And we are here to witness it. Come on, let's bless the name of the Lord. Open your mouth and praise him. He's worthy, he's worthy. He's worthy.